Yo, what's going on? It's Jake back with another episode of Barber Life Podcast on Anchor slash wherever you listen to it. Uh, this Anchor thing is so dope, man. It's allowing me to do a podcast without having to put major time in and have all my recording equipment set up. So thanks to Anchor right off the rip. Um, if everybody's liking it, please tell a friend. It'd be dope. Um, you can catch me at uh, J- at Jake underscore cuts underscore fresh. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Those are the two main socials I mess with. Um, I guess I want to talk tonight about shop ownership, man. Is it for you? Is it a good move? Um, step by step, all that stuff. So I own a barbershop in Milford, Massachusetts called The Chop Shop. It is not the most original name. It was a catchy name, and it uh, it was very original for the area. So I went with it. Um, I've been owning that for seven and a half years, and I'm very proud of it. I like where we're at. Always trying to make improvements. Um, but for those of you thinking about owning a shop and kind of dabbling with the idea, I figure I'd give you a step-by-step on sort of what it takes. Um, found a location that was very visible. The parking sucked. Um, I figured there was street parking on, it was sort of like if you picture a block, it was sort of in the middle of a block. So the two side streets on either side to make that a block, there was parking there. So I figured that was good enough. Um, I started with three chairs and I thought if, if I was good, if I, if I, if it all went well, I could fill the first chair within the first year. Cause I didn't know anybody in the town. I had grown up in the town next door to that, but I hadn't been in that area for about 15 years. Um, so a little different, 12 years probably actually. Anyway, you know, decided to do it. Um, my wife really spurred me to do it. She, you know, she really encouraged me and kind of kicked me along the process of being scared to put money up on that. But so I would say first thing you want to you know, look for is a location that's very visible, and then a location that has good parking after that. Um, if the place has great parking, but it's in the back of a strip mall, that sucks. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely location, like visibility, and then parking second. Um, if you can get both, which is kind of what I have now because I ended up moving my shop. Uh, another story for later, but um, that's even better. So, you know, I was in a main route, main intersection, Route 16, Route 85 come together. Um, everybody passed that area for multiple towns to get into Milford. So I had people from all over coming. So it was very good, very fun. So, um, yeah, location. They always say that, location, location, location. You need to find something that's affordable, right? So you figure, for me, I was coming from a shop far, far away, like an hour and 10 minutes away. So I wasn't bringing no clientele with me. Um, shout out to the four or five cats that actually do come down every two weeks still, man. I love it. I appreciate it so much. Um, you know, I, st- I have a few cats that still come. And a couple guys that I was cutting up there, they end up moving to the area right before me or right after me anyway. So it kind of worked out. But anyway, I digress. I digress. You want to find something that you can afford in a week, right, rent-wise. So my initial rent was $900. So I knew I could cover $900 in a week if I did X amount of cuts a day, right? That's what I was trying to figure. So like, all right, 10 cuts a day at 15 bucks. That's what I was doing at the time. So it was 150 So it was going to get me like 750 ish right, 300 600 750 in in a week. You know, um, and I knew that 
I could, you know, so maybe I got to go a little into the next week to get my rent down and then the utility. So I kind of knew what I needed to do. I think ultimately, actually, if I go back and think about it, I think my rent was 700 That's what it was. That's what it was. So my goal was to do 10, 10 cuts a day. Um, I was only charging like 13 I figured people would give me 15 Those are my please like me prices. I don't charge that anymore. Um, but anyway, I figured that. If I could get that done, then I'd be all right. So every day I knew exactly how many haircuts I needed to do, and I would hunt for them. Um, like I said, there were some days, I mean, it was slow. I didn't know anybody. <laughs> so a lot, of, a lot of marketing, a lot of advertising. There were some days where I didn't do any cuts. And that was that was tough because we found out my wife was pregnant the day we opened. And uh, so it was like, wow, this has to work. And it's like a couple of days there where over a three-day period, I think I did three haircuts. One of those days I did zero haircuts. So it was like zero, two, and then one. <laughs> like, really frustrating. Because everybody's excited. Wow, you open your own shop. It's great. And they're calling you. How's it going? Oh, it's not going that great. I've <laughs> I watched a lot of Netflix today. Uh, did a lot of uh, a lot of Facebooking, <laughs> trying to get people to come in. But, um, you know, anyway, I, I, I knew that I could afford it because I picked the right square footage for the right price. Um, that was about 900 square feet, and that was about 700 a month. So that's wildly underpriced. I got a great deal. Um, I knew, I think, not so much at the time, but as I got into it, I knew how many chairs I could fit in there and how many chair rents I could get out of that for the price. And you want to have a good formula there. Now, if I'm being honest, I don't have a great formula, right? But you need your chair rents to cover all of your expenses at that shop and then some. Put some money in your pocket, right? So if my bills was uh, say three fifty and my rent was seven hundred, so I'm at ten fifty. Like all my chair rents need to equal ten fifty and plus. You know, put some money in my pocket. If I don't, you know, if I don't show up to work for a week, go on vacation, I get a little money. Um, so you need to kind of figure that out. You don't want to go to a place that's small. Unless, so, I'm in the sticks, right? So I'll be clear. Like, unless you're in the city. But you don't want to go to a place that's super small. Say you got a, a place you can fit three chairs and it's 2200 a month. You know, I guess you can, I mean, you could do percentage at that shop. I don't know, you got to kind of figure that out, right? So you just want to be clear on that. You know, how much money can I make off the, how many chairs can I fit in? How much money can I make off each chair? And, you know. Is that going to cover everything? Because you don't want to be... All your cuts should be bonus. That should be bonus money. That should be your money. Um, that's how I look at it. So I guess there's a piece there that I should mention too is are you going to do a percentage-based shop where the barbers get, you know, 70, 30, whatever the commission splits you want to do, or are you going to do a chair rents? Um, I chose chair rents because it's easier. I'm going to be honest. Math, not my strong suit. Bookkeeping, not good at it. I just hired somebody finally to do it for me because... I just suck at it, man. I always end up doing stuff wrong or I miss a number or, you know, I failed math like three times, uh, twice in college, once in high school, had to go to summer school for math. Like, I I don't know what it is. I got a complex or anxiety or something around math. When I start adding numbers up, man, it just goes wrong. Um, so anyway, I chose to do chair rents, so... We uh we ended up moving to a bigger space. I got eight chairs, uh, including mine, so I got seven chair rents coming in, and that covers everything in that. So, um, when you're building it out, when you decide to do your own shop, um, obviously you're gonna come up with a name first, but that's not the most important piece. The most important piece is, like I said, finding the space 
and then figuring out your budget for a build-out. You're going to need first lesson security at the space. Some of that's negotiable. They call my second deal I did. I did first and last, and I said, listen, I'll pay you over the course of four months the security because I don't have it like that. I don't have, like, because it's going to be basically 4500 plus it was going to be another ten grand to build it out, and I maybe had, like, twelve grand. So I'm, like, you know, working deals with the landlord. Excuse me. So that's stuff you can do. Um, your build-out, you got to be clear on what you're doing because you're going to need to pull permits. Um, with the town, you don't want to have, you know, I mean, if you're going to change the toilet, I mean, you know, don't sue me here, but I wouldn't pull a permit for that. But if you're going to put new outlets everywhere, you might want to pull a permit for that. You might want to get a real electrician. Um, so you're going to need a plumber, electrician, and a carpenter that kind of knows what they're doing. You're going to need to put that together. You, If you've been cutting hair in the area for a little bit, you probably know these people. You probably cut their hair. So always better to get the friends to do it i'm very lucky my brother's a carpenter um because of that he knows electricians and plumbers um my best uh my best friend he owns a bunch of multifamily houses he knows tons of electricians and plumbers because that's what he deals with all day at his places so i got lucky um so i had my budget put together um i figured out roughly how much it was going to cost Actually, my wife and my boy Cheeto did that. <laughs> they did it for me. They were like, you know, at first I didn't really, really want to rent the space. I'm like, ah, I don't know. It's kind of nasty. No parking. And they they like, look, it's going to be like five grand to do this. It's going to be four, two grand to do that. How much money you got, you know? So they kind of figured it out for me because they know that stuff. Um, like I said, math. Um, so I had the idea. I got, you know, got, got going with that. Now, the next thing you want to do is you want to go to the town hall or wherever you're at. Because you're going to have to get a business permit to be official. Um, this is all official by the book stuff. That's how I'm telling you. Uh, of course, you can do whatever you want. I know cats like the bootleg lifestyle. They like to be behind the scenes or off the books, and I get that. I'm not trashing it. It's just not for me. So go to town hall. Tell them I want to open a barbershop, and I'm going to be renting this location. They go, that's great. You got it. You got to write down your social, this and that, and you become like a DBA. So I'm, you know, Jake Ostriker doing business as the chop shop. Um, that costs like 75 bucks, I think. Um, I got a tax ID number. You don't have to. You can operate off your social. Um, but to get a tax ID number, you literally just Google how to get tax ID number in blankety blank. I'm in Massachusetts. And you'll, and you'll go right to the website with a link, boom, boom, boom. You fill out some paperwork or you make a phone call, and they kick you out a tax ID number. Um, the reason I ended up getting a tax ID is because I knew I wanted to grow this thing bigger, and I want to be a corporation at some point or an S-Corp, and I want to get this thing going. So that's why I ended up doing that. You don't have to do that. Um, you need to get permits, like I said, for stuff. So you need to be in good standing with the town hall. You know, I recommend going in there dressed pretty sharp. I wouldn't go in there with the baggy jeans and um, and Jordans, you know. Like, they're not, they're looking at you, like, automatically, like, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, so, at least in my area, town hall is run by a old, bunch of old white people. So, <laughs> um you want to get those permits, man. You want to get the town approval. Um, when, when you get the business permit, sometimes they might be like, um, no, we, we, you know, there's already this many barbershops, and that's all that's in our bylaws. We only allow this or whatever. Um, you're going to need to be friends with Town Hall to get your signs up, get your barber pole up. There was actually 
a barber pole bylaw where there was there's no moving flashing signs allowed on Main Street in, in the town I'm in. But inside somewhere they, they set they put it somewhere except for barber pole. So I found a cell from the old Italian guy that used to work down there and he was telling me don't you know, make sure you tell him to go get the book and it's on this page and I got lucky there, so you know, they allowed me to do that, get the permit for that. But like I said, town hall is gonna be your friend in the beginning. Or they're going to be your enemies. You <laughs> so you better choose. You know, pick one. Um, I got my list. I wrote out so I don't forget anything. Um, oh, state board. State board approval. Now, I don't know what it's like where you're at. In Massachusetts, you have to get a license for your shop. So they need to know which master barber is going to be on duty. Um, I believe you can have only three apprentices under one master. Um, they need to see the floor plan of your shop. They need to come and inspect it. Um, you need to have that shampoo sink, at least one. So you got to have a plumber put that in. Um, permit for that, all not all that kind of stuff. Um, and they got to come out, like I said, inspect it, and then they got to give you the approval, and then you can open up. Now, truth be told, I, I put in my application. It took them. I waited for like a month. I didn't hear back. This is why I was building it out. It took me two months. So I didn't hear back from nothing. So I'm like, that's weird. So I called them up and they had no record of it. So I ended up opening anyway because I had a specific day. I had already hyped it up. I already had a website going. I already had Facebook going. I had it all going. So I'm just going to open on that day. And then when they tell me they're going to come inspect it, I'll just clean the place up. You know what I mean? That's And just be closed that day. You know. So that's what I ended up doing. Um, I guess it's not totally legal, but that's that. Um, you know, so that, so I mentioned website. So like I said, I got the name. So right off the bat, as soon as I had the name, I started going for the URL. And, uh, what I came up with was the chop shop 508.com because, you know, the chop shop.com's taken this big chop shop in Miami. There's chop shops all over the place. There's like five just in Massachusetts. Um, like I said, not the, <laughs> not the most original name original for my area so uh we got that going and then what i did and this was completely by accident but worked out in my favor i didn't realize what like tumblr really was i knew it was like a blogging service i think it kind of fell out of favor with the masses but at the time it was the new thing um talking like 2011 so um 2010 actually because i signed yeah 2010 so Tumblr would allow you to point a URL to the Tumblr for free. You just have to do a couple technical things. So, um, kind of savvy with that. I can kind of figure that stuff out through a couple of uh, YouTube videos or a couple of Google searches. So, because I had a Tumblr blog, I would update it every day. And so, my SEO, which is search engine optimization, went through the roof. Because I was just updating every day. Like, I would get in, I'd fire up the computer, I'd turn everything on. You know, hey, what's up? Day two at the chop shop, blah, blah, blah. Ah, it snowed a lot, just to let you know. I shoveled this walkway here. Or, you know, hey, here's just taking pictures of my tools. You know, as I got things in, because I kind of bootstrapped it. Um, I'm going to footnote that in a minute, bootstrapping what that is and what, what it means and all that. But 
you know, so tools were coming in later. Um, I only had two chairs to start, so I got the third chair. I took a picture of it, put it on Tumblr. You know, this was kind of before Instagram really was everywhere. At the time, I had a BlackBerry, so I couldn't even use Instagram. Um, yeah, so, you know, it was kind of cool. I was just always updating, always keeping people informed, and people was really digging it. They could kind of get a taste of who I was and what I was about. And I just had no idea that that was kicking my search all the way to the top every time. So you looked up barbershops. In, uh, in in your area, I came up at the top automatically without paying for anything. That's the thing. Like, so many people, oh, you got your website, we can do this, we can do that, and you got to pay $150 a month to make sure you're in the top three searches, and it's like, you don't even need to do that. You can just have a blog piece and just update it daily. You could literally just write, yo, open today, 9 to 7, every day. And because it updates, it'll keep popping it up to the top now there's probably some more technicality to it than that so the guys who know more about that don't kill me but that's basically how i understand it and that's how i get up there um let me see here so the website was kicking off um social media is so huge social media is so huge but what was i going to talk about oh bootstrapping so i bootstrapped this thing in other words i had seven grand total or nine. I had $9,000 total to start this thing. And I spent every penny of it and then some. I was taking some of my, you know, because I worked at the other shop I was at until the day I opened this shop. So, you know, I was taking cash from that. Every cash, every penny I made went towards this thing. So I think total I spent nine grand. So that's what it was. I had seven put aside. I ended up putting an extra two in. Um, getting it going, which really is short money when you think about it. At the time, it was everything I had, and I just got married, and I wanted to be like, you know, sitting pretty and comfortable, and it was very uncomfortable, so it was like nerve wracking. Um, but that's bootstrapping, that's like, you know, taking everything. Now, the other way is to get a loan, you know, get a money line or whatever it is, not a money line, a credit line. I'm over here talking gambling terms. Um, you know, like you can go, if you got good credit, you can go get a loan for like. I don't know, $20,000 or whatever, you know, like I got people offering me now, they're offering me $100,000 credit lines, you know, I could go open three shops with that, (laughs) you know, so I'm like, all right, Um, you can get that, and then you can get everything tuned in exactly how you want, you can get all the custom chairs, you can get all the mirrors, all the custom stations, you can get all that stuff, you know, Um, and have it all be completely done and, and, and crisp right off the bat. Or you can go like I did and just a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there. I didn't even have a TV in the shop until oof, end of March, probably. So three months, I had no TV. I had a radio. That's all I had. Um, after a few months, I had speakers with the TV. And then after a few months, I had a receiver. And after a few months, I had Roku or Apple TV. I forget what I went with. And then I had Pandora. And then I had all this stuff. You know, I had all, all of a sudden, there's a nice feel in there. You know, I started, um, you know, decorating the walls more. I could afford a few more art pieces here or there. So that's bootstrapping, you know. There's nothing wrong with either way. To me, I hate being in debt. And I'm a little bit in debt right now. had to take out a small loan to expand my shop. And I'm just a little bit in debt, and I want to jump out a window. I hate it. I hate owing you any money. I don't owe you nothing. That's how I want to live my life. So, um so now I got the shop going, and then it became about promotion. Uh, Facebook ads, I don't think was a huge thing then. I don't even know if it was a thing. But 
Let me tell you, I'm going to tell you right now, this isn't coming from me, this is coming from Gary Vaynerchuk and a bunch of other, you know, modern um, entrepreneurial minds are talking, and I'm just going to agree with it and co-sign it. Instagram ads and Facebook ads are so underpriced right now. If you are about to own a shop or you own one and you're not using them, then shame on you. (laughs) Because for $50... Fifty dollars, you can get five thousand people to engage with your business. Five thousand people—the cheapest bullshit ad you can get in a newspaper is a hundred dollars, and you're hoping somebody sees it. It's not in color, it's not interactive, and nobody outrage reads a newspaper anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, go where the eyes are. That's it. Just go where the eyes are. So. So let me just recap before I go off on a tangent because I'm a tangent type of cat. Location, finding out your rent versus your square footage versus your station count, figuring out your budget for your build-out, your first-last security. Within your build-out, you're going to need a plumber, electrician, a carpenter. You're going to need to get a business permit, which is also slash town approval. You're going to need building permits. You're going to need... Not necessarily tax ID, but you're going to need, like, banking stuff. So you're going to have to get, you know, your social or your tax ID involved on getting banking things. Um, You're going to need your state board approval. You're going to need a website and just branding in general. Branding is something that I'm still learning. Um, Really, really got a lot to learn there. I thought I was pretty good at it and then really been looking at it through, like, completely different angles and, like, no, I'm not. Um, the website, um, Instagram, the Snapchat, the Facebook, all that stuff. Um, run these ads. There's really no reason right now. Everybody's looking for a good barber now. You ever notice that? Everybody likes to go to the barber shop. It's a, it's a, I'm glad. It's a cool thing right now, which is great. Because when I first started cutting hair, people were like, why would you go to barber school? So these are all the things that you're going to need to cover. You know, I'd say if I was just going to throw a number out there I'd say 10 grand is a good number you know good good amount of money to have to get started and get going and then you need to figure out how much are your bills you know your utilities and all that going to be at the shop how much do you need to survive at home and how you know how much is your rent all that stuff and then how many haircuts you need to do a day because as long as you know that you got to do five haircuts or 15 or 20 haircuts as long as you know that as long as you know what you need to go hunt and kill, then you can at least go hunt and kill it. If you have no idea and you're just willy-nilly, ah, I hope, I don't know, did this many cuts? I don't know. Is that good? You know, you got you to get focused. Um, all right, so going back, going back to Facebook advertising and going back to Instagram advertising, you can literally select who you want to see your ad. You can just... Anybody who's talked about haircuts or sports or hip-hop or skateboarding or veganism or, um, you know, barbecue or anything. If you if you want those people that, you know, the, the, as we like to talk about your shop, you can just search those people out on Facebook and they will see your ad for 50 bucks, man. You can do $5. You can do nothing. You can do $1,000. You can do whatever. But it's like, yo, that is, that is insane. When I first opened the shop, it cost... Like $100 to get in the yellow pages, and I thought that was a good idea. And then it was like $100 to get in the newspaper every month, the local free paper that people just throw away. I looked into getting on the radio station. We got a local radio station, $700 for 30 seconds. 
$700 for 30 seconds. For $50, for $100 right now, I got an ad running concurrent Facebook and Instagram. For $100, I got 50 here, 50 there. You know, and it's just all these people that I want to see it. All the people I want to see, whatever you want to do. And then they just click on it and boom, it goes right to my website. And they can book an appointment right from there. Like, come on, man, this is crazy. <laughs> it's so underpriced right now. They could charge thousands of dollars for that. And I hope they don't. Hope they're not listening to this. But so that's it. That's, that's shop ownership, you know, brass tacks. The other part of it is the motivational part, which, to be honest with you, I've been up since about 4 o'clock. I'm not feeling, <laughs> I don't feel very motivating right now. Right now, as I record this, it's about 10 p.m. So I've been up since 4 a.m. You know, I'm, I'm ready to ready to, uh, to knock out. So if you have any questions or you want any more, like, in-depth uh, discussion on anything, just hit me up, jakecutsfresh at gmail.com or, like I said, on social. jakecutsfresh.com is great place to hit me up. You can get the, you know, get a uh, conversation going there. And, um, you know, I, I hope people that were thinking about maybe owning a barbershop would jump in. Or if there was something you didn't understand, you know, you would get some more clarity. You know, that's all I want. I just want to make all the barbers better. Let's make some better barbers. Anyway, until next time, you goons, stay tuned. I'll talk to you. Peace.